Hey everybody, welcome to Facebook Live. It's um, the 13th of July. Hope everybody's doing well. The winds are not coming from Canada. The air quality is good. It's a little bit hot out. But hey, it's the summertime, so I hope everybody's enjoying their summer. Hope everybody's enjoying the new residents, new fellows. Uh, hopefully everybody can get away. The summer does go very quickly. Uh, particularly these days with people starting school in August rather than September. Uh, whether you're elementary school or college or high school, it's kind of been a shift of things. When I, many of us went to school, the summer started at Labor Day. The summer started at July 4th, ended at Labor Day. Now, uh, more than ever, the school year ends early June, and people are back in school the third or fourth week of August. So things do change. And that brings me up to hematuria. Hematuria is one of the most common reasons for doing a CT scan. Cause of hematuria in the big picture is very variable. Younger patients is more likely stone disease, is more likely cystitis, particularly in younger females. And when you get to older patients, it could be stone disease, it could be cystitis, it could be prostatitis. Uh, it could be inflammatory or infectious, particularly more in women. But of course, it's also the possibility of cancer. And when you think about hematuria, you think about the bladder, okay, so bladder cancer, older population. You think about the ureter. Again, um, not that common for us to see tumors primary in the ureter or metastasis. You'll see tumors most common in the ureter if they're seeded from a transitional cell carcinoma of the kidney proper or going up from the uh, bladder. And then of course we think about renal tumors. The most common thing we think about is a renal cell carcinoma, majority, probably 85-90% of clear cells. Then we talk about 10-15% being papillary. Then we talk about oncocytomas, chromophobe lesions, and the like. How do you evaluate a patient with hematuria? I think what you have to think about is what's the most likely thing you're thinking about. We, we want to minimize, <clears throat> excuse me, we want to minimize radiation dose. We want to maximize our ability to detect the presence of pathology. So things we think about, what's the first phase you get? At the end of the day, it's a non-contrast scan. There's several reasons that non-contrast works well. Well, obviously stone disease. If you want to pick up a stone, you can pick up a stone in the ureter, in the kidney, in the bladder, UV junction. That'll help you reach the diagnosis one, two, three. No problem at all. So that's one thing to consider, okay? The second thing about non-contrast, of course, if you have a renal mass, the non-contrast allows you to figure out what you're dealing with. So for example, you might be dealing with a high density renal cyst which means on the non-contrast, it's typically going to be over 70 Hounsfield units and makes a very easy diagnosis. Remember, we talk under 20, over 70 is likely benign from a non-contrast, well-defined lesion. 20 to 70 is the danger zone. The average renal cell carcinoma on a non-contrast scan measures about 37 Hounsfield units. So it's really important to kind of understand those numbers. So when I have a non-contrast scan and I see something as 50 Hounsfield units or 37, I'm really worried about a tumor. If it's 100, I think it's a high-density renal cyst. And if it's five, I think it's gonna be a simple cyst. 
we give IV contrast. Now, in an older patient, multiple, multiple uh, acquisitions is not really a problem. In a younger patient, we try to minimize. And we want to minimize, but we don't want to miss a lesion. So what do we do? Well, you have three possible phases to get. Arterial, which is about 35 to 40 seconds. Venous, which is about 70 seconds. And excretory, we like about four to five minutes. So let's go for the arterial phase. What does it do for me? Well, it shows me lesion vascularity, particularly if I see a renal mass and it measures over 100 Hounsfield units, it's typically a clear cell carcinoma. Under 90, it's typically a papillary. So vascularity of the lesion is great on arterial phase. The arterial mapping is great on the arterial phase, particularly if you're gonna do preoperative planning. Also looking for neovascularity, number of renal arteries and the like. Also in older patients, particularly it's important to scan down the entire way through the bladder because you could pick up a small bladder cancer, which is just enhancing. Now in younger patients, say under 35, you don't see bladder cancer. So you may do arterial phase to save dose only of the kidney because you're going to be looking for renal mass, though even in that age group it's unusual. And then we scan down only in the older patients because what's the chance of picking up an incidental bladder cancer? On venous phase, we're going to scan the kidneys, look at the renal veins, look at the cortical medullary differentiation, look for the presence of a renal mass. And then excretory phase, we're going to do the entire way down because we want to look at the ureters, we want to look at the calyces, we want to look at the bladder. So again, that works very nicely. Now, you could also, when I use the word hematuria as a title for this talk, we also can think about things as macroscopic hematuria or versus microscopic. So with microscopic hematuria, it means you see it on a urinalysis. Macroscopic is you see it the patient sees blood. Even in younger patients, when you have macroscopic hematuria, there's a likely chance the patient's gonna have an occult malignancy. Maybe it's not occult because you have symptoms of macroscopic hematuria, but it's likely you're dealing with a tumor. When you have microscopic hematuria, particularly on younger patients, it's likely that it's not gonna be a malignancy. And so, if you have macroscopic hematuria, that may push you also to get additional phases scanned down and around. So that becomes very important. Again, if radiation dose wasn't an issue, we would scan four times, right? Now people also, particularly with dual energy, are doing more frequently non-contrast virtual studies. We remove the contrast from the arterial phase. That tends to work well, but there still have been issues in classifying accurately the lesion attenuation. Uh, again, if you don't have really good accuracy, you can make a problem. Will photon uh, beam CT, will that make a difference? We're gonna find out. There's work being done, but I don't have a perfect answer for you right now. Other things to think about in the hematuria is infectious etiologies. I don't wanna make it that everything's a stone or it's a tumor. You can see acute polynephritis. So we'll look at that, particularly on the excretory phase, but also on the early phase imaging, patchy enhancement in the kidneys, unilateral, focal, diffuse versus bilateral. We talk about infarcts in patients who are older, patients who have IV drug abuse, patients with endocarditis, patients with pacemakers, 
You can get infarcts. Infarcts can present with hematuria, patchy areas of decreased attenuation, often wedge-shaped. At times, it's difficult to distinguish between pilo and infarction, but the history, and usually on delayed phase imaging, the infarcts are very well defined, can be focal or global. Global's easy. Pilo is more patchy. The kidney is typically a little bit enlarged, particularly early, and you may see some perirenal stranding. You don't typically see perirenal stranding if you're talking about infarction. We talk about unusual infections, XGP, big kidney, lots of calcifications, particularly a large renal pelvic stone. But again, that's kind of a more of a you'll recognize it when you see it type thing. So I do want to make certain that everyone understands that you need to understand the spectrum of hematuria. Stone disease, renal inflammatory disease, renal vascular disease, which means renal infarcts in my mind, and then tumors. One important thing about excretory phase imaging, why is excretory phase imaging most important? There are a number of reasons. One is you look at washouts, you can tell a little bit more about a primary tumor, but it's looking at the calyces and ureter. The important thing about that is you can easily miss small transitional cell carcinomas unless you're careful. It's the excretory phase which allows you to make the diagnosis. Now, some people get delayed films at eight or nine minutes after injection. The reason I don't do that is because when you have beyond five minutes, I like four minutes, but beyond five minutes, the contrast in the kidney gets really dense. Then you have beam hardening off the calyces. It's very easy with beam hardening to miss pyelonephritis. It's very easy, or overcall it, it's very easy with beam hardening to miss lesions in the calyces because things are obscured by the very high density. So I like it to be under five minutes. Don't do that eight to 10 minutes. Some people will say, do that. The ureters are better filled. The ureters, it's a little bit of luck, right? No matter how many times, and we know from IVP days way back when, you know, the ureters are transitory, right? You have the ureters have the urine flowing. And so it may see the ureters visualized at five minutes, nine minutes, or three minutes, but it's no way to be certain. So that four minute delay works very nicely. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Well, we've spoken about hematuria, the workup. There's some really good lectures if you go to CTSS. I've given some talks over the past year on hematuria, goes into and shows you a lot of cases. There's a lot of cases in the kidney section of the Titian file. There's a lot of really good pearls. There's a lot of good sections and quizzes if you go to the CTSS app for looking at the quiz or you go to the website, look at the quiz. There are a couple hundred cases of the kidney. A lot of them relate to renal tumors and hematuria. And I think if you do that, you're going to do a great job. So with that, I wish everybody a great day. Let me say hi to John Biakino from home. I know most people now, uh, it's live. No one listens to a lecture when the lecture is given. They need to look at it later. And that's true in college, it's true in med school, and it's true post-grad. So those of you, if you watch it tonight, tomorrow, this weekend, um, if you have a question, just ask us and we'll try to answer it. And with that, I wish everybody, especially John Biakino, a great day. Bye-bye, everybody.